Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I D E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 135 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Just before we get to Kevin Carey's two quick texts. This text comes in on Ashley Fine Floors text line. It's great to have Chris Cuthbert on board calling games. Can't wait for hockey to start and get back to normal as possible. That comes to us from KS. And Greg has texted the show to say, Bob, curious about NHL refs and linesmen and what they're saying about the possibility of going back to work with COVID. Has there been any comments from them? Thanks, Greg. Uh, you know what, Greg? That's a great point. Haven't heard a lot, but I will tell you this. Um, and this is something that Kevin Carius would know about. The, the Women's Hockey Championships were in Prince Edward Island, and Hockey Canada pulled the referees out of the tournament, so they canceled the tournament like March 14th, 15th, right before the Alberta Pandas first game. And Prince Edward Island had like no COVID cases for like the first, I don't know, three weeks or, you know, between March 15th, roughly in the end of, end of March. So I felt really bad for Howie's team on that front. So kind of an interesting story there. Without further ado, off to our River Cree Resort Casino Hotline from Global Sports, Kevin Carius. Hi, Kevin. How you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. Yeah, that was a tough one for uh, just in terms of what transpired at that national championship back in mid-March. I mean, they didn't have any. There, there was no COVID cases in PEI when Hockey Canada pulled their officials out of the tournament. You know some of the, I mean, you know you know a lot of the alumni players in town, the current players. Uh, but we haven't asked any. Have you, have you guys asked any officials their thoughts on working during this time? Well, not really, no, but I mean, you, when you look at all the officials and then even off ice and you think about all the other people that have to be involved in getting this going. So, uh, but yeah, for sure, the on ice guys are, you know, they're right in the thick of things. So, um, you know, obviously they're going to have to be tested every day, just like uh, the players and things like that. But it's another, just another aspect that has to be uh, really, really looked at to get this off the ground. All right. Well, as a result of what's occurred here, uh, lots of people and lots of organizations have had uh, different ideas and different concepts to try to engage uh, viewers and listeners and that sort of thing. And one of the things that Global's done is uh, they've done an all-time all-star team 
for the respective teams in their market for first and second teams. And uh, I know Global Sports, uh, in conjunction, partnership with Chorus and uh, 630 Chad, through the Edmonton Oilers, put out, uh, I guess, the word a week ago uh, Monday. What sort of response did you get from people out there for this? Response, overwhelming. Uh, We had 54,452 votes cast. Um, to put that in perspective, that is well over five times what Calgary got and a shade under what Vancouver received. So, I mean, just a tremendous response from all our viewers on Global and our listeners on uh, 630 Chet and Chorus with all our platforms and on online. So just a, a great big shout out and a thank you to all the, the people that took part in this poll. Kevin, you've been here, what, 20 years now? 22, yeah, got here in 98. All right, so, because we, uh, I'm thinking, when did we start doing games together? 2000 to you, maybe, 99? Yeah, I, just, I think it was 99, Bob. Yeah, and we started doing Golden Bears games at that time, uh, Golden Bears football together. I mean, you know the passion for hockey here. Like, it really is, I mean, I, 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 all I ever say is Oilers now has competitive numbers, but I know how our numbers match up against uh, not, not just the other shows in this market for sports, but the other shows around Canada. And and in large part, I think it's the power of that Oilers brown, uh, brand. And you've just, you know, you put those words five times the uh, return rate than they had in Calgary in the voting. It just speaks volumes, but... They, the Oilers are really lucky. I mean, they've, they've got a good brand, but they've also got a fan base that's engaged with the team, don't they? And a history, too. And, I mean, when we started this process to kind of put this list together, basically what Calgary did is they just did their starting lineup. Uh, I mean, when you think about all the players that have gone through Edmonton compared to Calgary, it's not even close. I mean, Calgary could afford to just do three forwards, two defense, a goalie, and a coach. Vancouver, on the other hand, did an entire team, as you've seen, like, say, TSN or, or Sportsnet have done entire teams with, you know, four lines and 60 and, and two goalies. When we kind of talked about how we were going to do this, we thought, well, one line isn't going to be good enough. So we went basically a top six forward, top four, and then the uh, two goalies and a coach. And, I mean, let's be honest, Bob, the Oilers have been so blessed with players for in the last 40 years compared to other teams. It made the list very easy in one regard for fans to look at, but then very tough to narrow it down as well. All right, before we do our respective teams, because there were 54,000 votes, when do you launch each of the respective positions over the course of this week? Tonight we'll start with the coach, and that'll be Glenn Sather. I'll just announce that because out of all the topics and the categories, I mean, yeah, with all due respect to guys like Craig McTavish and John Muckler who were on the list as well, it was a runaway uh, for, for Slat. So, I mean, he, he had 81% of the vote, which is, you know, and, and that was expected. So we'll do Glenn Sather tonight. Tomorrow will be the goaltenders, and then on Wednesday will be the, the uh, top four defense, and then on uh, Thursday will be the top six forwards. Now, tell me the truth here. Did you vote for your former neighbor, Todd McClellan? <laughs> no, I actually voted for Glenn Sather. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> yeah. I, I, love, I love Todd, but... Todd, yeah. Yeah, I, I love Todd, but it's pretty tough, too. By the way, uh, it was on this date in 1979 that uh, Glenn Sather was named uh, head coach and... GM, I think. If I uh, maybe Brendan can check that out here. I, I thought I saw something to that effect. Maybe it was. Um, 
Going back, yeah, Glenn. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, on this day in 1979, uh, the Oilers promoted Glenn Sather from head coach to head coach GM. He held that title in, uh, in terms of the GM until 2000. Uh, there you go. So there you have it. All right. So that was a slam dunk for Glenn uh, Sather. Let's go to uh, goaltending. I know you're not going to give out who won, but who were your uh, two goaltenders that you chose? Well, I, I can kind of tell you a little bit. Uh, like Grant Fergan was, you know, we knew that he would probably be voted as the number one. But then there were two guys that were very, very close, Bill Ranford and Curtis Joseph. And, I mean, the, the voting in that category was almost a dead heat, and Andy Moog was in there as well. But So my goaltenders were Grant Fuhr and, and Bill Ranford. Yeah, this is going to make for really crappy radio because my goalies were Grant Fuhr and Bill Ranford. And, I, you know, I was thinking, well, Curtis Joseph stole two series, but Bill Ranford helped, you know, he won a Stanley Cup, Consmite Trophy. Uh, four defensemen, who did you, uh, obviously Paul Coffey, Hall of Famer, he's a given. Who else did you have on there? On my list, I had Kevin Lowe, Charlie Huddy, and I had Jason Smith as my fourth. And uh, uh, Jason Smith isn't... Uh, even in the voting isn't close to the top four. Uh, one guy that is in the top four, and I'll just say, is uh, is Chris Pronger. And we weren't sure to put him on the list because, again, you have him against guys that have been here for, you know, eight, ten years or whatever, but Pronger had a lot of votes, and that just shows you. And as you know, I mean, he totally just dictated the play for that year that he was here, especially from January on. So, I mean, the people that uh, that saw him play and remembered him as an oiler felt that he was enough to be in the top four. Yeah, I I, I did have Chris Pronger, Kevin. I Obviously, I had uh, Paul Coffey as well as Kevin Lowe and, and Chris Pronger, and I went back and forth between Charlie Huddy and Steve Smith. And even though Smith wasn't around for as long, his role as the Oilers kind of changed a bit in terms of the type of teams that won in 88-1990 and how important of a role he played on those two teams. Uh, which is, And it was a hard one for me because Charlie Huddy is such a great guy. But I picked Steve Smith as my fourth defenseman there. Couldn't go wrong with either one. And Jason Smith, it's interesting you selected Jason Smith. I think Jason Smith might be one of the most underrated players. I certainly know this. You tell me whether or not you agree with this. From a leadership perspective, I don't think the average Oiler fan realizes how good of a leader Jason Smith was. And, I mean, he played through everything. I mean, as Kenny Lowe would say, he was probably the second toughest athlete that he ever was associated with behind Danny Kepley. Yeah, you know the old uh, Robin Brownlee uh, line in the uh, Edmonton Sun, right? Uh, Jason Smith has the pain threshold of a cadaver. So he he was... yeah, you know what? The one thing that I, when you mentioned Charlie Huddy, I mean, we, we did a lot of interviews. You know, I did Glenn Sather on Friday, and you know he was very, very high on on Charlie Huddy because of how he played with Paul Coffey. And one of the lines that came out was that Paul Coffey said to Charlie, when they're in their own end, Paul said to Charlie, "Okay, Charlie, I'll take care of the front of the net, and you work both corners." Uh, there you go. Uh, we are joined uh, right now by Kevin Carius from Global Television. Kevin, the forwards to me are actually easy. I'll tell you why. You got four Hall of Famers, and then you got two guys that might finish. Uh, well, they finished one, two in scoring this year, and probably are going to be one guy's probably going to win the Hart Trophy. And the other guys, I think, will be in the top five, uh, and they may finish one, two as the first and second team All Star centers. That'd be the first time one team's had the top two All Star centers since 1960-61. So, those are my six guys. Obviously, uh, Gretzky, Messier, Anderson, Curry, and then McDavid and Drysaddle. Are those your six? 
Those would be my six, yes, and that's how I voted. The other thing in this is that um, Glenn Anderson is neck and neck with Ryan Smith, and that just shows you how much Ryan Smith meant to a lot of the Oilers fans. So, I mean, again, I agree with your six, but, I mean, as Glenn Sather told me on Friday, he goes, that's four Hall of Famers, and then the other two guys are likely going to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, let's hope so, if that's the case. Uh, by the way, Glenn Anderson is the only player in NHL playoff history to be top 10 in points, goals, uh, power play goals, uh, assists, and penalty minutes. He's top 10 in penalty minutes. It's crazy uh, about that. And, and, and Ryan Smith, and I guess that's a, a little bit of one of the challenges here, you know, given that the Oilers have been blessed with that high-end talent, is some of those guys sort of from, like, we never mentioned Doug Waite. That's right. Uh, you know, Doug Waite was a pretty good player for a number of years on this team. Some people would say Eric Brewer wasn't a bad defenseman as well, but that's all byproduct of having a great team and then having a second surge. Did uh, Oscar Clefbaum or Darnell Nurse get a lot of vo- uh, votes for uh, defense at all? Oscar Clefbaum was fifth on the list. And the other, uh, I actually had Doug Wade as my seventh guy. Yeah. Uh, ahead of Ryan Smith, but Doug Wade is actually behind Ryan Nugent Hopkins as well. So that just shows you. I mean, and Ryan Nugent, he, you know, he's been around here a long time already. So it just shows you. And it's the demographic of people voting too, Bob, right? So, I mean, you got the, the younger, probably people don't know as much about the older, you know, uh, the older guard and things like that. I'll tell you what the other thing with Glenn Anderson, you mentioned all those stats. Uh, so, so far in this three months of uh, COVID-19, I've done a lot of retrospect series. And the, one of them was the last time the Oilers played the Flames in the playoffs. The other one was the 1990 Stanley Cup 30-year. Right. Uh, so I went through tons and tons and tons of video. And then, of course, even, as you know, all the, you know, the 87 series I was on with Philadelphia. Well, Glenn Anderson, in all the games that I watched, was almost the best player it seemed every night. He just took it to another level, it seemed, uh, with big, big goals and really big contributions at key times. So that just shows you how big of a big of a deal he was back then. 1990 Stanley Cup Final Game 4 and Game 5. He was the best player in the ice those two games. Uh, again, Kevin, uh, tell everybody when the reveal takes place over the course of this week on your show. So tonight we'll have Glenn Sather, and then tomorrow we'll have the goaltenders. Uh, John Sexsmith will be doing that story. And then on Wednesday, it'll be the defense. And then on Thursday, will be the forwards. Uh, tonight, Glenn Sather, he was really good in the interview we did on Friday. And he talked about, you know, all the coaches. He jokingly said about, you know, luckily he was traded a lot. So he got to play under a lot of coaches and guys. You know what? One question I've never heard anyone talk to him about was, I said, because he played with Red, uh, under Red Kelly for two years in Pittsburgh. And not many people really talk about that with him. And he really told some great stories about Red Kelly because, I mean, there's a guy that was one of the top guys to ever play the game at both positions, forward and defense with Detroit and, and uh, Toronto. So some really good candid uh, comments from Glenn Sather tonight at 6-11. and 11. So do you remember watching uh, the Leafs in the playoffs under Red Kelly and they had pyramid power on their bench? Pyramid power. What's that? They have, like, these little pyramids that were on oh. their... Yeah, well, that's... Oh, sorry. That's what he talked about. Glenn Sather talked about that in Pittsburgh because he did the same thing there. Yeah, crazy stuff, man. Hey, Kevin, thanks for your time. Hey, Bob, thanks for having me on. Take care. Yeah.
You bet that is Kevin Carius from Global Sports. It's 149 in Edmonton. Do want to tell you the best pizza in the city still making a great Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years, and now Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup and takeout options. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Let's see, or download the Royal Pizza from the App Store. We'll come back with this day in Oilers history when we return on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Jed. It's 152 in Edmonton. Al has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Holy crap, Bob, you guys won't let the pass go with the Oilers. Well, we were talking about the concept. Uh, Global Sports did this in Calgary and Vancouver, the all-time teams, and that's part of the reason why. But, Al, you're entitled to your opinion. Thank you very much. Uh, there's not a lot of current games getting played. Peter, uh, or Peter from uh, Wainwright, his Texas show. I'm not an Oilers fan, but I listen faithfully. Best show in the league. I put it up there with 31 Thoughts uh, podcasts. Well, thank you. Uh, I, I'm glad that my Uncle Petar uh, is out Wainwright still texting the show. Darcy has texted us to say, uh, Bob, that was Roger Nielsen. I probably am wrong getting old. Uh, you're probably correct on the pyramid power. Red Kelly was the coach. 76 playoffs, second round. Leafs and the Flyers. Many of you old school, this was at the height of the Philadelphia Goon Show when if their guy was losing a fight, four other guys, Moose DuPont always jumped in every time Dave Schultz was getting his butt kicked. Dave Schultz won a lot of fights too, but when he lost... Moose DuPont was jumped, like Larry Robinson kicking him. There you go. Uh, just before we go to list the Oilers history, Brent Ridge Ford. Now, with the retail world starting to reopen, your friends at Brent Ridge Ford out of Wetaskiwin, where cars cost less, Brent Ridge Ford is hard at work. Their entire inventory has been repriced. It makes it easier for you to go get a new Ford. You can get up to 18K off remaining 2019 F-350s. They've also got Mustangs, Escapes, Explorers, and even Rangers on sale. So let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge lend a hand by calling you one by uh, calling one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three or visiting brentridge.com. To this day in Oilers history. Back at the 630 Chet Studios, Brendan F. Scott. Well, you mentioned it, Bob. Back in 1979, the Oilers promoted Glenn Sather from head coach to head coach and general manager. That's a title he held until uh, about 2000. General manager, anyway. We know he took some time away from the coaching angle of it. But he did win six Stanley Cups after starting out as a player coach with the franchise in 1976-77 and uh, inducted, rather, into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1997. Yeah, uh, I've mentioned this before. Uh, my wife's uh 
mother, who's long since passed, uh, worked for the Oilers for 25 years, spoke glowingly about how well Glenn treated people in the organization. Uh, and he was, uh, he was a rock star here at Edmonton. And he gave that group uh, confidence and style and panache, and he protected them a bit. He allowed that first wave of Oilers players, Gretzky, Messi, Anderson, uh, Curry, Coffey, and Fear, those guys, you know, they, if they made mistakes, he didn't beat them down after they made mistakes. They, they kind of grew up as an organization together. And uh goes without saying, he's one of the greatest builders in NHL history. Of course, he spent some time in Montreal learning from a guy by the name of Sam Pollock as well. Two, t- uh, this will tell you that uh, coming up tonight on 630 Chit Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. What does Reed have shaken? Well, it's actually guest host Dave Campbell all okay. week. Uh, so far, a fluid show to start Monday. There you go. Up, uh, we'll tell you that uh, Dave Campbell will have inside sports from 7 to 8. Uh, Global News Hour will uh, be on from 6 to 7. Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta will be on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, wow. Got lots going on here. Up next, global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by a simulcast of the Rob Breckenridge Show on CHQR 770 in Calgary. Have a magnificent Monday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.